This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not it works. no, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? Yes. But nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who are I'm you lo- talking I'm about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh. oh no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words were right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash gamesillamedia and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. My name is Chaps. And I'm Craig WK. And Craig... Craig, 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 Craig. WK, 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 WK. I've heard if you say my name three times in a mirror, I appear. Oh, God. That's awful. I'll never do that. I, Listeners, I recommend you never do that either. It depends on what kind of deals you'd like to make. Ooh, unless you would like to help him travel and see the country. Because that'd be a really cheap, easy way to travel. Any of my fans in uh, the Florida Keys, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate if you just go to the mirror right now, turn off the lights, make sure it's real spooky, and say Craig WK three times into that mirror. Well, don't you want your bags packed first? You know what, everybody? Give me like a half hour. Okay, cool. All right, good, give me a half a hour. I'm going to rush home, get everything together, <laughs> and then I'll be waiting for that trip. Well, Craig, as much as I'd like to see you go on such an adventure, see what I did there? Ugh. Adventure? <laughs> Adventure. Stop saying it. It hurts each time you do it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Today we are talking about the adventures of Batman and Robin for the Sega CD. Yeah, the Sega CD version. It was released in 1995, and this combat racing game stars Batman <laughs> as he battles against some of his greatest foes while saving his comrades. Some of his greatest foes. I feel like all of his greatest foes are in this. I mean, Calendar Man isn't in it. Wait, he's not a great foe. Calendar Man? He's a foe. Is that a real Batman villain? Yeah, it is. Why do you know that? I don't know. I, I like comic books. I know, but like <laughs> he of is all in the uh, ones, it's so obscure. He, yeah, he's a really, he's kind of a lame one. He's in uh, uh, one of the new Ar- newer Arkham games, I think, Calendar Man. No. I'm pretty sure. He's not like a, a full-on villain, but like he he's the one who like hides like the bonus points or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's the one that decides on the, the country's uh, holidays, right? The <laughs> I holidays. think so. Calendar Man, yeah. <laughs> That's why uh, we got Sweetest Day, the worst thing he ever could have done for this country. <laughs> the fiend. I... <laughs> uh, no, uh, uh, it is missing a few of his higher-end high uh, villains. It's missing, like, Bane. It's missing Scarecrow. But but there, some of the big heavy hitters are in this game, for sure. Yeah, so you've got Batman and Robin, of uh-huh. course. You also have Poison Ivy, the Riddler. You have um, Harley Quinn, the Joker, and... You have uh, Rupert Thorne, uh-huh. who is the like he's a mobster, right? He's a mob mob boss for Gotham City, yeah. And Clayface, as well as Harvey Bullock, who I can't remember who Harvey Bullock. Oh, Sergeant is. Bullock. He's the uh, he's the uh, the guy who's kind of a jerk to Batman. Oh, with Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's like the the not the right hand man of Commissioner Gordon, but he's no, always around. He wants to be the right. Yeah, he man. yes he does. He's kind of a jerk. I'm not a fan of him. But it's amazing because this, so this game is, and, and I'll be honest, I asked Craig if we could do this game because I played it a lot growing up. It's not a real popular game. Can I level with you, Chaps? Yes, please, can please. I, can I be just 100% honest with you? Yes. When you were like, let's do Adventures of Batman and Robin, I was like, oh yeah, that was a, a really good Super Nintendo game. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. And then you're like, yeah, the Sega CD version. And I was like, well, it can't be that different, right? Oh, it's completely different. Way different. And I, I didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up. Oh, so, that's right. So there are other versions. There's a Game Gear version, the uh-huh. Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, and Sega CD. Mm-hmm. And they're all pretty, they're different in their own ways, but I think the majority of them are similar. 
Yeah, I mean, they, uh, for the most part, and I can't speak for the Game Gear version, but I know for, like, the uh, uh, the Batman and Robin on Super Nintendo, it's a little more platformy, mm-hmm. I think, and then the one on... Uh, a little more than Sega CD. Oh, just a Which pinch would be more. completely more. So it's, like, 100% more. <laughs> and uh, the Sega Genesis one, I think, is more of a shoot-em-up style. Yeah. Uh, where, you like, Batman gets, like, like the Batarangs and, a, like, a bunch of uh, different equipment. And uh, and I can't speak for the Game Gear version. Are you a little I'm more not, familiar I'm with it? I'm not super no? familiar with it. I just know that it exists because between 1994 and 1995, all these versions came out, yeah, which each, is crazy. Each system got an Adventures of Batman and Robin, but uh, it, which we'll get into in uh, uh, a little bit deeper in this episode. I mean, it was super popular at the time. Yeah, and Adventures of Batman and Robin, I think, in its moment, wasn't it's kind of those things you don't realize greatness when you're in it mm-hmm. you know after the show ended is when you have you this realization of like you have this premiere cast mm-hmm. of voice actors you have this writing that is almost completely dedicated to the comics you have the yeah. introduction of Harley Quinn oh yeah the character created from this show right uh-huh. oh yeah and she, it's the only reason why she's in comics she was so popular and people loved her so much that they made her a, an unofficial DC character they they worked her into the the stories and stuff and right. I mean you gotta think like that says a lot about the writing and oh, it was amazing Here's the thing. I uh, recently, uh, uh, a buddy of mine, uh, my buddy Sean, uh, who some of the fans uh, might be aware of, I've mentioned him a few times on the show, me and Xander have. Uh, so Sean and I uh, share his like his voodoo account and okay. share uh, our Crunchyroll account. Like so, so I have a Crunchyroll account. He has a voodoo account, and we exchange that info so that we can get access to you mm-hmm. know each other's stuff. And he recently purchased the Batman the Animated Series. And I was like, ah, you know, I didn't watch it that much when I was younger. I wasn't a huge Batman kid, you know, when I was younger. I was more into Marvel when yeah. I was a kid, you know. So I was like, I'll give it a watch. And I watched, like, the first episode thinking, like, ah, this will be okay. It was pretty good. It, it's surprising how yeah. well written it is. Now, there is, like, your typical, like, some drawn-out episodes where nothing really happens or just a lot of dumb stuff for no reason. And in those Warner Brothers cartoons, because they – basically just had to fill time like they had to spit out episodes like a machine i don't know that adventures of batman and robin has much in the way of filler episodes though because even the first this first episode which i thought okay what are we dealing with here and it's man bat yeah and it's like man straight bat. into it they're straight like wow into it. like that's weird like i i just i can't i can never take man bat seriously like for some reason he just is like when with the rest of like batman's villains they're they're more grounded in reality and this one's like a a, a, <laughs> a man that's a wear bat yeah. yeah like you think of like dracula like couldn't turn fully into a bat so he stayed like half halfway bat, yeah half, and it's yeah it just seems silly yeah it is and honestly i thought it was pretty good there was a there was a lot of detective work batman was uh, uh throughout the episode he was like trying to like figure things out it wasn't just like oh uh, like he looked one he took one look at the crime scene and he was like oh this guy's the clearly the, right. the perpetrator i need to go bring him to justice you know it was like he you know had to figure out what was going on and even when he started to have an idea he couldn't really put his finger on it until like he saw the transformation happen so i feel like they did a really great job and it honestly made me think to myself like I kind of want to have a little more time and go through all the rest of these episodes but there's like 80 something episodes it's going to be a while there's a good chunk of episodes and it was that they did writing they wrote it for smart people not like and I don't mean by smart people like writing today in a lot of cartoons is for kids and they Mm -hmm. write to that level of understanding this was definitely adult written but for an audience that could understand it if they were younger. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it more outstanding is the fact that it's it's smart writing and it's to the correct audience, which is the kids growing up, reading those comics, and then also those adults that have are watching their cartoons with their kids. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was going to get into this later, but since we've dove into no, the I cartoon just go at this right point, into it. I mean, at this point, we might as well talk about the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, the uh, what I thought was kind of crazy is Batman the Animated Series. Uh, not only does it still hold up, but even at the time it was critically acclaimed, it won three Emmys. Yeah, one for outstanding writing, one for music, and one for sound editing. Yeah, the, it, the, it was 
very pleasing to the ears. And and the reason why we want to talk about this so much, and do you have more points you want to go into that? Kirk, I kind of want to, I at least wanted to touch on the fact that uh, Kevin Conroy as Batman and He's, Mark Hamill as the Joker. They're, they're my Batman and Joker. They, I'm sure they're yeah, yours as well. Yeah, they, they absolutely are. Uh, Mark Hamill's Joker is phenomenal, Ugh. and he's in this game. So that's the thing is, all of the voice actors are in this game. Yeah. So you have Kevin Conroy, Lauren Lester for Robin, Robert Hastings for uh, jo- uh, Gordon, Robert Cons- uh, Costanzo uh, for um, Harvey Bullock, Diane Pershing for Poison Ivy, John Glover for The Riddler, Arlene Sorkin for Harley, Queen, uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Mark Hamill, uh, obviously the Joker, John Vernon as Rupert Thorne, and then I completely didn't realize this, mm-hmm. Ron Perlman is the voice of Clayface. Oh, wow, yeah, he is, isn't and he? And to me, that just seems, like, it makes the show and this game that much better, because he is so good with his voice. He really is. And he's just a great actor in general, but, yeah. like, as Clayface, though... Like I, I just it makes me enjoy Clayface that much that much more. It's funny that you say that because I I watched the FMV cutscenes online uh-huh. because you can watch all of the cutscenes because this is Sega CD. Oh yeah, you they had, had the power. To, you had to have <laughs> FMVs. But here's the thing: unlike all the other FMVs at the time for Sega CD, where it was like crappy live action and it was weird and awkward and had horrible acting, Warner Brothers Studios they did it. They did it, and so it's a basically a mini Batman the animated series cartoon where Batman's trying to save his friends and you know find out who's doing all this. And it's like you said, it's all those voice actors and stuff, and they all do a phenomenal job. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember seeing up until the end, and I thought like, oh wow, yeah, uh, Clayface's voice sounds kind of familiar, but I can't put my finger on it, and it's because it's Ron Perlman. Yeah. And like and. and- I feel like these FMVs are wasted on this version of the game. They <laughs> yes, would have been yes, way better if they were applied to the other games and the systems. So, here's the thing, Chops. Uh, we haven't we we've sort of dodged around the issue of the fact that this game isn't maybe quite as good as the others. But we mentioned briefly that this was a combat racing game. But Chops, it's a Batman game. How is it possibly a combat <laughs> racing game that you chose that we cover for this game? This is a extremely unique game. Yeah. I will say that up front. It is unbelievably difficult and fun at the same time, even though it's very similar styles. Mm-hmm. So first I want to say that the game was published by Sega. So this is an in-house Sega published game. Well, it, it was, but there was a particular studio. Right. What Do you know the name of that studio? I do. So the, the name of the studio is, uh, uh, let's see, I... I got it if you don't. It would be great if you did let me know. Clockwork Tortoise. Ah, that's right. I have it here. So Clockwork Tortoise Studio. Now, uh, Chops, does that sound familiar to you? It doesn't. It doesn't to me. Well, do you know what they made? No. Adventures of Batman and Robin. That's it. (laughs) That, that's it. Now, before this, the studio did have a different name. They they were under the name. Uh, they had a few different names. It's kind of a weird. Hmm. Uh, but Malibu Interactive was one of that them. That sounds very familiar. And do you want to hear some of the classics that Malibu Interactive made? Oh, oh I'm sure. Evander, Evander Holyfield's Real Deal Boxing. <laughs> Cliffhanger. Three Ninjas Kick Back. Among other licensed, mediocre titles. Licensed Mostly li- licensed titles. This studio... Now, to the best of my knowledge, I think they did the Sega Genesis version, I think which, so too. which was pretty legit. That that game is pretty good, uh, but the rest of their games are, um, uh, or what? Or what? Craig? They're. Uh, I want to hear you say it. Uh, I want you to put it in, put the words to your lips. Adequate at best. <laughs> adequate as best. Adequate at best. Uh, now here's the thing. Uh, the 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 gameplay of this game did not really make me super excited to think like I want to go out and play it, but it did have those FMV cutscenes which were cool. But let's get, get into the game. You you know you know a little bit more about the the racing segments, which are the gameplay segments of this. It is only a combat it racing. It is game. only racing. You either race in the Batmobile or the Batplane, mm-hmm. and it's and it's like your your typical racing view. From the era of Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, it's it's the cars moving away from you. You're behind the car in the camera angle, and then the foreground continues to come at you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, obstacles yeah. and stuff. So you're you're. I feel so bad that we're talking about this game because it because it's so simple. You're basically just trying to get to places on time. <laughs> it's essentially it. You're like 
the first level you're dodging cars and traffic out of the way and and you kind of have to get uh, get near the bad guys and, and and neutralize them and and that's like the first few levels because it's you're in the city now chops I I will say that I I have I told you that sometimes I feel pretty heroic myself in my everyday life yeah well that's because I also dodge traffic and get to place <laughs> to place on time Those in a are Batmobile also- though. Touché. In a in a Rolls Royce style Batmobile, touche, um, touche, and and it, it seems really dumb of a game. Again, <laughs> we're talking about this because I asked Craig if we could talk about this. But I loved this game because I loved Batman, the Batman mm-hmm. cartoon, and I, there was nothing else out there like this. We had the Sega CD. None of my friends had the Sega CD. We got games that were so weird and unique. That I couldn't play anywhere else. That's and what I'm finding as time goes by us doing this show. And my brother and I would take turns playing this game, even though it was really difficult. But I would spend hours playing this game, trying to see how far I could go so I could get that next cutscene. And honestly, I don't think I got very far. <laughs> it gets very difficult. But it, it every stage is kind of mm-hmm. tailored or turns towards yeah. the, the villain of that scene, we'll say. So... Riddlers is Riddlers is my favorite because mm-hmm. it's it's like a so it's like what people thought the ninety uh, people in the nineties thought the internet was you know like grids and in <laughs> green it was a lot of neon you know I did I because I I watched through the the game you yeah. know in doing research here I, I watched like a playthrough and uh, the Riddlers like level is weird because it's like is it in Batman's head is it like it's in like the a virtu- it's like a virtual reality simulator. Um, and it's like you have to race, I think, to stop a bomb or something from blowing up. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, it's you're basically driving. It's a grid on the ground, and it's like a virtual city, and it's virtual obstacles. Like, you know, like rolling spike like <laughs> logs come at you, and there's bombs <laughs> that you have to dodge. And it's, it was, I don't know why, I just love this game. It was, it required a lot of hand-eye coordination, a mm-hmm. lot of timing, and you had a timer. You had to beat the level before the timer end, and you get, like, bonuses and things. But it was just such a different game than what I had been playing. Because during that era, when we were growing up, there was platformers for everything. That's true. You could, there was way too many platformers out there. In and the... since I didn't have a Super Nintendo, I missed the RPGs of the, of that era. Yeah. So I was only playing, like, beat-em-ups and platformers. Yeah, that's true. If 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 you didn't have a Super Nintendo growing up uh, and you're into RPGs, yeah. you really missed out. Because Sega Genesis, and certainly the Sega CD, does not have nearly no. as much in the way of role-playing games. They, they uh, Sega Genesis has, like, Shining Force for, like, strategy RPGs. Yeah, I didn't have that one. Uh, but they don't have a lot. They had, like, Fantasy Star. And I didn't play that either. Because, I mean, a lot of these games were bought by my brother. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he bought the things that he liked. Wait, and did... Did your brother, LPJ, host of Last Action Podcast, <laughs> somebody that I, I trust the opinion of. Oh, really? That's your first mistake. Touche. Uh, is he the one who got this game and you just got to so, enjoy it? That's all I know is that he got this game. I didn't ask him how he came about it, but I, I always assumed he got the games either for Christmas or he bought them himself. I will have so much respect for so much more respect for him if I find out that he stole this instead of paying money <laughs> yeah, for it. Yeah, I doubt he stole it. But <sighs> I... I yeah, again, like uh, there was so many of the same type of games I was playing that this was a great change of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Monkey Island on the Sega CD. That's where I first played that. Oh. It was a point-and-click adventure game. Uh, same thing with Willy Beamish, which I think these are all games that I want to do an episode on, especially <laughs> Willy Beamish, even though I never finished that game. But it's just a fun story <laughs> that I had with it, and it's a uniquely weird game that I want to talk about again. I was going to say, uh, I feel like you're right. Like Sega CD had some real weird games. Sewer Shark, which was basically just choose the right path. Uh, the Jurassic Park game, which was god awful. Oh god, that game like, made me so mad. It had these weird games, just weird games, and I loved the fact that it was so weird. It was real bizarre. Except for Sonic CD. Sonic CD is like the only shining piece from the Sega yeah, CD. Pretty much. It's it's just... and Lethal Enforcers. I really liked that game because they had that for the for the that. for this. Uh, you had you actually had a. Uh, a, a magnum gun that you plug into the Sega Genesis. Oh, like a light gun. Yeah, and you would use it during the game. Man, so I, uh, so the combat racing part of this is 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 real weird. It is weird. I, uh, but I, uh, I mean the I will say the the reward of getting an FMV cutscene, essentially like a, a 
a bonus cartoon episode that, yeah. you know, was never aired. It wasn't like they just took one of the episodes from the show and just were like, all right, yeah, whatever, throw it in in between levels and boom, we're done. They got the legitimate studio to make it. And yeah. so it, it like it's, you know, it's nothing crazy, but like it's it's, you know, fun enough. It's like, you know, Batman thwarts a, a robbery at the bank, which is Poison Ivy. Yep. She reveals that, you know, two of his comrades have been captured, Robin and Commissioner Gordon. He then has to rush to, I think, uh, uh, get uh, uh, Commissioner Gordon away from the Riddler, I, I think. I think so. And then he has to rush to the, uh, like, a circus to get the Robin back. And yep. let's, I mean, I give Batman a lot of credit for, for you know, thinking, having a cool head and, I don't know, maybe driving to the, uh, uh, the Riddler first because it's closer. But, like... Real bad things have happened when the Joker got a hold of the Robin and had him for a while. On his own. That wasn't introduced into the series, okay? I, but you know, I mean, I, I'm just I know where you're that, going. Uh, I have that arc. I've read it. It's messed up. But yep, that wasn't that wasn't later introduced until Batman Beyond, really. If you kind of think about it, hmm? that kind of that kind of story. Oh, like a darker, the like darker, in the animated series. Yeah, you mean? that's what I mean. In the Batman Beyond animated series, remember, there's the movie. With the, the Return of the Joker. Oh, that was it, actually a good and one. And it was actually Robin brainwashed yeah. to be the Joker. That was actually uh, 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 pretty legit. I will say, you would think that like an idea like Batman Beyond, where it's like, oh, great, it's like Spider-Man Dumb. 2099, yeah. where it's in the future. Like, it's just going to be the same stupid stuff. But no, it's pretty legit. It's pretty good. Yeah, I, 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 I watched more of Batman Beyond growing up than I did of the original Batman the Animated Series, just for how the episodes fell on TV. I don't remember why. Uh, but uh, but no, they're actually really legit. They're worth uh, checking out for sure. Uh, the uh, uh, the animated series is is great, and the uh, if nothing else from this game, I uh, track down online the the all the episodes. The, yeah, or so they, they or refer the them as the episode. lost episodes. There's 17 of them. And, or 17 minutes worth of them, sorry. Oh, I was going to um, say, I was sorry. like, wait, I watched one. I was <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? 17 minutes yeah. worth of it. Yeah, it's Which like a, almost an episode, actually. Pretty much. If it was a few more minutes longer, it would be... I think runtime's like 20, 22? 24-ish minutes, something yeah. like that? I don't know. So Somewhere in that longer. range. So yeah, no, it, it is pretty close to an episode, and... Uh, uh, you know the the characters are pretty spot on and stuff. Though uh, I will say the uh, I expected the Joker to be the main villain. He's and when, not. Yeah, he's not. And I was kind of thinking to myself, like, man, the the animated series did this uh, like quite a few times where the the Joker would be involved with other villains, but not necessarily like the head honcho. And uh, and it always kind of surprises me because you know it's Batman's eternal rival well, is the Joker. I think that that's engraved in, engraved into us from the comics a little mm-hmm. bit, but mostly the the Nolan movies. It's yeah. really engraved to us but he had you know Bane was a huge villain of his in the comics and yeah. and you had other people uh, you know Clayface was big Two-Face was really big yeah. you know so like I like the fact that it's not all Joker yeah also I don't know how much Mark Hamill charges for his voice but I'm sure it wasn't <laughs> wasn't easy but the fact that they could get the whole cast that's what still blows my mind is that they they had amazing voice acting for this game mm-hmm. they have an amazing soundtrack for this game yeah. and it's basically an interactive episode so you have honestly all the best parts of the game are there what they chose for the interactive part was not the right move i think but also uh, it it was so unique that you know it's in the era where Mm -hmm. you you make games in so many different systems and you don't have to make them all the same they license out to different developers like to me, this one stands out way more than the other ones because they're more similar to each other. The, uh, and, and it may not be the better game, but I mm-hmm. feel like it is the one that deserves the most attention. I I will... All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll fold I know it's to a that. Lo- it's a lofty call that I'm you making. Know, no, I I would agree. I think that this one is is I think you might be right because you know the others are like platformy and like you know like be, they're like a beat 'em up or shoot 'em up or whatever. Like yeah. you know Batman runs around and shoots projectiles in the Sega Genesis or beats people up on the Super Nintendo, whatever the case may be. And and I think you're right to uh, to a certain degree that like the, this weird combat racing game yeah. with like full motion video. Name a co- another combat racer in that generation. I don't know if I can name another combat racer. Uh, I don't know. In that generation, what would we have had? Uh, would you count Mario Kart? That's not a combat racer, I don't think. I think it's just I mean, a, a party you racer. throw items. Party racer? Yeah, is but the, but the main as? emphasis isn't combat. I guess that's true. But there is battle mode. 
Yeah, I guess the, the you could say Spy Hunter. I think would be the, Spy the Hunter? closest thing on what Nintendo though. There, there was one on Nintendo. PlayStation would be the closest to this, the original PlayStation. Okay, there was a Spy Hunter, Spy which Hunter was the, kind of the same thing. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm I've never been a huge racing game fan. Like I, I, there are some that I like, and and a lot that I'm not a huge fan of, or I just never really went out of my way for. And uh, yeah, I just don't know a lot of combat racers. Like I guess like Twisted Metal, uh, Twisted Metal. Yeah, would be the closest. Uh, but it's also like more arena based. This is, yeah, that's a re- so that's the thing is that like this game I think helped launch a lot of those unique things, and that's. A completely unbaseless, like, I, I have no <laughs> I evidence say, to make this claim. I was going to say, I'm but, not sure about this, but, but go on. But I think that it did, because, like, it, it, there was nothing else out there like this. Nothing. <sighs> and you have the popularity of, like, uh, burnout games, which is all about crashing and damage and exploding mm-hmm. your car and of trying to avoid obstacles in some modes. Or you have, like, Crazy Taxi mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. comes out of the Dreamcast. You have uh, Simpsons Hit and Run that comes out later on the GameCube <laughs> and PlayStation. Like, there's these weird racing element, element games that I think, same thing with, like, RC Pro Am or uh, uh, what's the other one that you you buy parts for your car? Rock and Roll uh, Racing. Uh, yeah, like those are unique and where they put like building into the cars. Like this put combat and story into the cars, and it was weird. I I will say I'll, I'll at least I, give it this. I think I have a case, but I have no evidence again. <laughs> I, I I will at least say this much. It is certainly a racing game with probably the best plot I have ever. <laughs> experience in my life I, as you say that I immediately lost all like support for my claim because <laughs> you just said plot for a racing game <laughs> I mean it, it technically does it, it's, it, it is a racing game with better plot than I guess any other because it's a Batman the Animated Series cartoon episode yeah I can't think of another cartoon that you would want to oh SWAT cats never mind <laughs> yeah, SWAT, SWAT cats, cats would have been really good oh that would have been rad uh, because it's the <laughs> radical squadron. I hate, I hate uh, so much. Yeah, understandably so. I hate myself right now. I, I mean, there was a SWAT cats game, but it wasn't especially great. On the no, Super but Nintendo. it could. If it was like this, yeah, that yeah, would be pretty cool. I mean, because that, then that's what they do. Like, it was kind of weird that the the SWAT cats game was like running around and platforming, and yeah. it's like I don't really care to do that. I kind of want to just blow airplanes. stuff up in yeah. a jet, like monsters and stuff, right? So yeah, I, I fair enough. I I think that I uh, I uh, there there could have been some some fun stuff you know they could have done with this type of genre, but uh, you don't really see this genre very often. I don't know of another game that was had such a icon of a title mm-hmm. for it or or genre or not genre uh, plot to it. I can't honestly think of another big titled combat racing game that had as much pop culture tied to it. Yeah, not really. I mean, because, like, I, I think there was, like, s- certain story modes for, like, Twisted Metal, but, like, I mean, you know, it's like you're, you're a, what, an ice cream driver from, from the pits of heck? Like, you well, know, yeah, it's like, like uh, there's not there's a lot of story the, there. The buy-in for this game, you're immediately, it's immediately there because of the fact that it's Adventures of Batman and Robin mm-hmm. and that artwork. The artwork on the cover of it completely looks like the animated series i will say that when i saw the cover art and i i was thinking of this game i did not imagine it was a, a like a, a combat racing game yeah, you like, look at the back and you're like oh there's some racing levels that's cool <laughs> i thought when the first level oh, started i was like looking at the 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 the, the let's play of it or whatever yeah. and i'm sitting there thinking like Oh, the first episode's like a racing level? That's kind of weird, right? I mean, you would think they would do that for like maybe the second episode yeah. or second uh, 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 level. And then the next level began. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and I fast forwarded. And I was like, oh, no. And I like got to the end. And I was like, oh, no. And I was like, what has Jobs done to me? Yeah, that's right. I bamboozled you. I've um, been hoodwinked. Do you know the speed run record for the Sega CD version? Um, I mean... Can you skip the cutscenes? If you had to uh, guess, what would it be? If I had to guess, I would say that uh, it's at least the 17 minutes or whatever it is, it's 17 to 18 minutes. So I don't know. I, I guess maybe like uh, uh, 40, we'll say 40 minutes. Close. There is no speedrun record for this. <laughs> 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 I've been hoodwinked again. Honestly, I'm bamboozled. I'm so close 
to trying to get the speedrun record for this game. Oh, can you beat the game? I don't know. I haven't played it since I was a kid. If like you I, can beat the game and you can record yourself doing it, I should then totally you have a speedrun record. I know. I should totally do it, shouldn't I? I mean... I think you should. If if you were going to play this game of anyway, any, of any game to be known for speedrun, it would be. Uh, I would have to. Like, sup everybody? I'm the <laughs> speedrun champion of Adventures of Batman Robot Second CD. What was that last part? <laughs> um, uh, nothing. I would have to set a precedent of. I would only be able to play like the most obscure style of games. <laughs> Out there, I don't even know what I could compare this to on a level of obscurity. I, uh, uh, hey everybody, I'm uh, Chops, and I've speedrun Adventures of Batman and Robin on Sega CD, and also Jurassic Park on Sega CD. <laughs> I only do Sega CD. Only games. Sega CD oh, games. Oh man, I'd be the god among men. You, <laughs> no, you would Sega not. Sega CD god among men. You would be a god among Sega CD fans. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't wish that title on anyone. <laughs> Needless to say, this game is weird, it's unique, mm-hmm. but it's got such great elements to it in the music, voice acting, and the scenes that, like, it's worth a shot. Play can, it. Can we talk about the music a little bit? Because Absolutely. I will say, I don't know that this game, like, it, it threw me off that the music is pretty good. Yeah. It's, it, I was expecting something more similar to the animated series music, which is darker and mm-hmm. more somber. But this is pretty good. Like, it's still fun. Well, uh, well, I mean, if you think about, like, <laughs> again, stay with me here on this point. Oh, God. When you think of the music for the game, you want to think of music that you can listen to in the car. <laughs> That's what this is. It's jamming driving music. Uh, Batman style. Chops, chops. Before <laughs> before we listen to this music, let's let's first off just just get a word from our sponsor in here. Okay. Hey, it's me, everybody, Tim Kittrow. I'm here to talk to you about Old School Gamer. Old School Gamer is the magazine for gamers. It covers arcade and retro gaming, gives you gaming history and in-depth interviews with people like me who are there, and it lets you know what conventions are happening and when. Issues come out once every other month. Plus, a website full of even more razzle-dazzle, and it's all for just 30 bucks a year. So visit Old School gamer.com and subscribe now Boom-shakalaka. all right so let's let's go ahead and listen to this this is music to jam to while you're driving according to chops and i i honestly i think i would agree it's uh uh it's 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 pretty good uh so what uh what song do we have first i think it's uh what poison ivy the my choice yeah we have your choice up as a uh, poison ivy and this is like the first song in the game after like the first uh yeah. fmv yeah. So let's go ahead and give it a listen. good right it's really good it's it kicks it's got that good beat that you just want to drive to just want to drive to it it does it's got a good it's got that good bass line the like i don't know i can't i i I would agree i'm actually i'm very surprised at how well the music is for this yeah now uh uh before we move on uh we we didn't touch base on who's doing the music uh, the, oh you have that yeah so the music was composed by burke treishman uh who also worked on uh kind of some weirder games uh one of them that he got a lot of uh uh renown for was called the horde on 3do oh great i will say i listened to it and 
it was pretty good. The music wasn't bad. I, I don't know anything about the game. I've never owned a 3DO. Uh, but uh, uh, in any event, the the music is okay. It's it's you know it's kind of like this. It's kind of like that. Like uh, uh, how would you put it? Like metal kind of industrial rock music kind of thing going you, on. You know what it reminds me of? What's that? The X Men animated series intro. A little, yeah, I could see it's that. It's got that high electric produced. Like techno mix with like industrial sounds. I gotcha. Now, uh, aside from video games, he has done music for uh, a movie. Now, was it the Mask of the Phantasm? It was not. No, the Mask of the Phantasm did have phenomenal music. It was honestly like that. I was hoping for that kind of soundtrack. I know, right? I, but but this is still pretty good. Uh, do you want to take a shot in the dark? What movie he did the music for? Oh, I'll give God. you a hint. It is Disney. 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 And it's not Tron because Daft Punk did Tron. Mm-hmm. It's not, is it newer or older? Uh, at this point, a little older, little but, older. but not, I don't think it's super old, but I, I, it, this isn't a Disney movie I was quite as familiar with. That's another hint for you. A Disney movie you were n- not as familiar with. Fern Gully? Uh, that or wasn't was that, Disney. Is was that Disney? No. Okay. No, that wasn't Disney. Um, Although Fringley does have pretty good music because it has uh, Tim Curry doing yeah, a song. Yeah, Tim Curry's in it. so good. Yeah, he is. Um, I can't, I have Give no up? idea. Why chops? It was none other than the 102 Dalmatians puppies to the rescue. <laughs> I feel like you hate this game and everything to do with it. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I love Batman and the animated series. It's just for every high point this game has, there's like an equally low point. I know. And it's like, what is going on if, with this? If the CD, Sega CD, had only been supported properly, this game could have been amazing. I, you can't if it wasn't support. the combat simulation. No, yeah, game. okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you can't blame the lack of support no, the know, game had, but you can blame the fact they chose a racing simulator. Yeah, 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 and you may love this game, but it is weird. It is weird, and that's why I love it. All right. So, so what do we have next? I have Clayface, uh, Clayface's stage song here for you. You know, I, I will say, uh, Chops, while I was uh, uh, listening to that song, you know, even while I was doing research, I, I couldn't place, like, why it sounded familiar. And, and it, there is something that it really reminds me of. What's that? It's the opening to 102 Dalmatians, oh, God, Puppies to the Rescue. So it sounds exactly Ugh, like the opening. <laughs> no, it's got the trumpets, like, in the Batman opening. It's got those sweet guitar licks. And then it changes a completely different genre there a minute into the song. Like, this song is just awesome it is a, i mean the music is great the music is fun it has great cutscenes, which is nor- which is funny because normally in video games it's especially for, yeah for sega cd it's always reversed it is isn't it weird yeah this is a weird like like anomaly on the sega cd where the gameplay is is you've had fun with it i've never played yeah. it so i can't speak to it but i'm not a huge racing game fan right. but you know this weird combat racing game where the 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 cutscenes are the shining moments of the the game and the music all in all is pretty good yeah. it's really really weird and it also had i would argue probably the best voice acting for any video game of its time because it used the original Very voice true. acting and let's face it a lot of games well, in this era didn't have very good voice acting. Well, they didn't have voice acting. Well, that or, you know, yeah, one the, or the, the other. Sega CD had so much more memory capabilities that they were able to do voice acting with it. Yeah. Um, same thing with the Sonic CD opening is like a straight up anime. Like it's so Sonic great. Boom. Uh, so yeah, it's it's I so I I wanted to make this comparison real mm-hmm. quick. Yeah. I love how um, 
we, me, you, Xander, the glitch. Uh-huh. We all have these really big games or these games that we really hang our hat to or uh-huh. just super attached to. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, and I want to boast here, I probably have the weirdest attraction to a combat racing game. Like, of all the genres that you could choose, you guys love Earthbound to Death. You love your Gundam uh, games. Those are fun, though, and, and playable to the masses. <laughs> to the masses. No, Gundam, I would not say, is playable to the masses. I mean, if Earthbound is fairly accessible, it's an RPG, sure, but it is, you're right. It is more accessible. It's it's a it's a, a cult classic. Everyone loves it. Maybe not everyone, but everyone who, you know, has half a brain should love oh, Earthbound. Okay. And, uh, you know, games like Chrono Trigger and games like Mario World and yeah. all these these classics. You're right. I, I, I feel like I tend to to be more boast about like my love of these games that are hailed in a more critical light. Well, I'm not even gonna that. I mean, like there are some unique, weird games that you guys love. Like sure. Xander loves Guitaru Man. <laughs> yeah, and, it's a pretty and, weird. And, one. But that's a great rhythm game. Uh huh. And that's rhythm games are very popular. I love a combat <laughs> racing game that involves cutscenes from the Adventures of Batman or the Batman animated series with amazing voice acting and music. You and I want to say that I take the cake in the weirdest obsession of a game that is was released in North America. I will give that caveat because I'm sure there's some weird Japanese games that you really, really like that I would have no idea about. Uh, well, man, that, that is true. There are a few weird ones out there. But I, I, I'll, I'll say this, Chops. You win. I don't know what you win, but you win. Okay, you good. you are a winner, though I don't know what you've won. You 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 are the king, but I don't know what your kingdom is of. Fair it, enough. It is. I, it, That's how a, I live my life. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a pretty weird uh, thing to brag about, but yeah. uh, fair enough. You're you're right. I mean, this is one of the weirder games out there, and I uh, I, I mean, you know, this tortoise. Clockwork Tortoise Studio, they really uh They really they really hit the market with me on this game. They really hit the market with chops everywhere. <laughs> like I like I, I knew I would say a hundred percent of chops I know love this game. I know three chops, so I don't know if a hundred percent would be work uh would worth it. Uh, or would would like this game. Wait, you you know three chops. So there are three There's three chops. there's potentially three or four people that I know who have at some point had the nickname chops. What? And you know two of them. As did well. you did you murder them? Because you can no. o- there can only ever be one. We're not Highlanders, okay? Chopses are not Highlanders. That is I wish they were, otherwise I'd have the quickening, no problem. Anyways, so I love this depressing. game. I want everybody to tell me how much they love this game. <laughs> uh in Discord, on our Facebook page, Legend Retro. I wanna hear I wanna hear if anybody else has played this game. But that, me and my brother. That's right, everybody. If you also feel like this game sure is adequate, and sure is <laughs> and you want to talk about how mediocre it is, you jump on our Discord and join us. Oh gosh. I I mean, but like, we we can at least agree the music's great and those those cartoon cuts. Everything are else awesome. about the game is great. It's just so weird. Yeah, jump on. You know what? Yeah, jump on our Discord because am I giving Chops a hard time for no reason? Is, is this game secretly popular and I don't know it? Honestly, if it was, I would have no idea. I I very much agree with a lot of what you're saying. <laughs> I just don't choose to accept it because I like the game so much. Fair. No, I appreciate the honesty yeah. there. I, uh, I I really do appreciate that. It uh, <laughs> it means a lot. Now, uh, oh gosh, chops. Uh, at this point, do you think that we should head into our retro relapse? I think it's a good idea. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro <laughs> podcast. Retro relapse. So, so chops, we, uh, uh, you know, our, our fans are going to be able to to take a look at YouTube, and uh, yeah, they uh, are. You know, see us playing uh, uh, this game, which is out of this world. It is out of this world. I can't believe this game is so out of this world. No, I, I just mean that's the title. It's out yeah, of this world. Yeah, it's so right? out of this world. No, it's it's just it's not an out of this world game. It's just yeah, out of this it's world. Just out of, it's another world. It's it is also called another world, but <laughs> it's also it's so outer world. Shut up and I hate you. It's so many names for it. Yeah, this game is out of this world. It's known in North America, also known as Another World and Outer World. And it is a cinematic platform action adventure game 
for for Super for, Nintendo <laughs> and other systems. It feels like it should not be on the Super Nintendo. It, it probably honestly feels be. like a Sega CD game. <laughs> you know, you're right. It does. And maybe that's why it belongs in this episode with The Adventures of Batman and Robin on Sega CD. Hey, it's it's appropriate. Uh it was made in, it was released in 1991. Uh, the original, though, it was uh, Amiga and Atari. Wow, really? So I'm assuming there was like older versions oh, of this game, be, probably. Because yeah. it they, seemed because it came out for the 3DO, came out for the Sega CD also at some point. But e- even if we the, played the Super Nintendo version, even if the uh, uh, the controls, well, it couldn't have come out in '91 if it was Super Nintendo. Uh, it said that this came out in 1991, so maybe let's. It see. must have been a different version then. The original version came out in 1991. I don't see when the. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look and see. Yeah, well, you keep talking. Uh, but I, uh, I will say that uh, even 1992, 1992 on Super Nintendo. It said through Interplay Entertainment, the game was ported to the, the SNES, Sega Genesis, and Apple II GS in 1992. The SNES 3DO interactive multiplayer and Apple II ports contain a prologue before the introduction begins. With uh, consists of an entry that comes from Lester's diary. What I could have sworn that uh, didn't the Super Nintendo come out in 93 in America? So maybe could it came out in Japan. Oh, uh, maybe. It was developed by Nintendo and released in 1990 in Japan. And, uh, oh, 1990. Oh, 91 in North America. 91. That's right. I'm, I'm mixing up some things here. Yeah, you're right. So it could have come out. You're right. I'm My bad. Uh, but yeah, it, I will say the, the like, I'm sure for its time, the graphics were completely revolutionary for the Super Nintendo. Oh, it yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't like it was using the FX chip. No, it, it, and it made like a unique, like, it, it was almost like it had layers. Yeah. You know, like it had a, a foreground, it had a middle ground, it had a background, and then everything else kind of fell in between or on those, and it was really... The dimensions were interesting. The the very opening, the fact that like if you because it's all like you 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 match the buttons to like well, do uh, actions and stuff, and like when you first appear in this game, you're like dropped in the water and you have to swim to the surface and get out, or you're going to be eaten by a sea monster. It's like a weird version of Dragon's Lair and those light games. Oh yeah, like Space Ace and yes. stuff. And it, but it's. But it's a platformer instead of a movie that you're playing or a mm-hmm. cartoon you're playing. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it was real, real weird, and uh, ah, I didn't have a lot of fun with it. It was a little clunky. It, yeah, it wasn't as responsive as I thought it would be. If yeah. floating the movements, there wasn't a lot of indicators of of what to do, even though it said there was. Yeah, it was like, like uh, it was kind of frustrating because it was like, oh, you know, like you have to run past these things. Oh, but if you didn't jump, you die. Okay, start over. Then you start over at the beginning, and then you start up. You jump over the one monster. Oh, but there was another monster right after him, and then you die, and then you start over from the beginning. Well, and and what made this part also annoying was you jump past these worms, uh-huh. and the next spot we got to made us jump, go the other direction we just came from, uh-huh. and had to jump over the worms again while being chased by the creature. Uh-huh. So the part that we died a bunch at, finally figured out, we then had to do it from the other direction, and it wasn't as precise as we wanted it to be. Yeah, it was a little, uh, uh, I feel like the controls were a little slippery. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't like they were the worst. You know, I've certainly played worse, I assure you, but uh, uh, you know, retro, yeah, some of our retro relapses yeah. have not been, uh, some of them have not been the most stellar games, but uh, I, but yeah, no, it's it's all in all, it's a very interesting endeavor that they, they did with this. I just, it's certainly not for me, and I just like, I don't know, it was like, it, it reminded. It kind of gave me that like Dark Souls vibe, where it's like you're it gonna. It was punishing. Yeah, it's like you're gonna go in here, you're gonna die, and you're gonna keep dying until you do every little tiny thing correctly, mm-hmm. and you have to be very methodical and very careful, you know. And I, I don't think that there's a problem with that style of gameplay. It's just, it's not for me. I don't have that much time to devote to, right. you know, uh, a bunch of random games these days, and so you know, it's just. Yeah, I I just like it's it's certainly not for me. Well, and parts that we didn't get to was so the, so I saw the glitch play this once when he streamed it. Oh, okay. And there's actually checkpoints so that when you die, you restart at that checkpoint. <sighs> well, that would have been nice. So I think we probably missed, didn't even get to the first checkpoint. I think you're right. But it, it it's a lot of just the same stuff. It's platforming. It's timing. It's uh, some puzzle solving. Okay. But mostly vague wandering and dying is what I got out of it. Vague and honestly, wandering and dying. That's what it felt like. That's the human condition. It is the vague it was, wandering and dying. It was definitely the human condition. Mm-hmm. That is it is an allegory for humanity. Yes, it is. So I there was I don't even think there was music. 
Uh, not there? much. It was very like ambient, which I guess for a game like this that makes sense. Yeah. It was sound effects and like ambience, and you know, eh, like and maybe there is more music later on as you get into it, or maybe we couldn't hear it very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and our our you know listeners who are interested, of course, you know, jump on our uh, Gamesilla Media YouTube page, yep. and our our uh, uh, endeavor will be there. Yep. And uh, but uh, chops, what uh, what do you give this on the old eight bit scale? Oh, I'm giving it. A two out of eight. Ooh, a two out of eight. Yeah, uh, it's, it wasn't the worst thing I've played. But it certainly wasn't I the was best. I was intrigued because mm-hmm. it's very sci-fi, yeah. horror-esque, but it was not a game I'll pick up again unless I'm forced to. I, I think I'll give this a three out of eight. I feel like if, if I had enough time, I might be able to devote to be able to get past some of this stuff. And I appreciated the the weird alien Lovecraftian type stuff, like, you know, these weird creepy yeah, worms. Yeah, the tendrils that came out of the water when yeah. you were in there. I, I appreciate the aesthetics of the game, though the game itself I did not have very much fun with. Mm-hmm. And, and the only reason I'm giving it that three is just because I feel like it maybe has that potential to mm-hmm. keep my interest a little longer. If I was sitting down and, and you know... I, I guess maybe if you're you're sitting down and dying over and over again, but you're alone and you're not hanging out with your friends playing a game, maybe it's a little bit more you know manageable. But uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, it was certainly interesting, but it wasn't you know certainly wasn't the uh, the best. And it, right. it was like Prince of Persia, like the original. It's what it felt like, but mm-hmm. not as good. Yeah, no, less less tight controls yes. than the Prince of Persia, even. And and even the Prince of Persia, I'm not a huge fan. No, of. no. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I I would agree with that. I. Uh, <sighs> But let's go ahead and uh, jump into our uh, opening music brackets. Yes, yes. So uh, uh, today we have uh, a couple of uh, pretty solid choices. Uh, now, uh, the first uh, choice we have is uh, from the Super Nintendo, right? It's yep. uh, Mega, Mega Man, Man X2. Two. This is the opening song that they play uh, uh, during the uh, the kind of cutscene where they show like uh, uh, the the I believe it's the Maverick Hunters hunting down these like reploids, the yeah. uh, the the evil robots or whatever. Uh, they found like a base uh, of theirs or whatever. Now, uh, to the best of my knowledge, this is also the uh, the Mega Man X game where uh, uh, oh shoot, is this the one? I don't where- know. I gotta look it up. I'm trying to think of this is stalling. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of this as the one where uh, you uh, uh, you get zero's parts back, or is that three? I think that's oh, X three. I don't know. I don't think it's two. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it is just uh, uh, X three. Uh, but did you want the composer? Oh yeah, please. If we can get the uh, uh, the composer up here. So the composer of Mega Man X two is uh, Yuki Iwai, uh, who. Uh, uh, is you know of course did knocked it out of the park with Mega Man X two because Mega Man X two is a, a great soundtrack. Let's go ahead and uh, uh, give a listen uh, to uh, this uh, song here. I really love this song. It's, uh, it's metal. It's super metal on the Super Nintendo. I love it. I really, really enjoy the soundboard and uh, like the, the sound chips that they used for uh, the Mega Man X series on Super Nintendo. They, it, it's such a unique sound for that system. I. Uh, now, uh, it is going up against uh, uh, what uh, what track uh, exactly, uh, Chops, is it going up against? The title of Animal Crossing. Ah, uh, yes, the uh, uh, Animal Crossing title song. Uh, now, uh, this one is uh, done by uh, uh, a composer who I, I really enjoy their uh, uh, work. It's actually a group. Is it, uh, is it the, we're doing the GameCube one? We're doing the GameCube okay, one, good. yep. Uh, so there's a couple, a few different composers. Uh Kazumi Totaka, who's done a lot of other Nintendo games and has uh, uh, like his own uh, like kind of theme that he slips into games, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Uh, Kenta Nagata, who I believe might have worked on Mario Kart 64. Uh, and then we also have uh, Toru uh, Minigishi, uh, Minigishi and Shinobu Tanaka. 
Uh, so we have a, a, a pretty big group of composers here, and the uh, uh, Animal Crossing title is the exact opposite of Mega Man X2's. Yeah, this is going to be weird. It's going to be a weird clash. Just, just like with Red Alert 2 and Earthbound yeah, matchup. Yeah, that was another weird one. We're going to get some weird ones in this whole bracket. Let's let's give this song a listen and uh, uh, do enjoy. This is probably, honestly, probably one of my favorite GameCube songs. I just really, really like it. It's just so mild. Give, let's give it a listen. music for wandering around in a village full of animal people and just living your best life it is so good i also thought it would be decent hold music i i wouldn't uh, be opposed to being put on hold uh at a call you know from a call center uh if i uh, uh had to listen to this music it just also it seems like starbucks background music to me like it's just it's pleasant to listen to you don't need to pay attention to a lot of it it's there's not a lot of sharp things going on but it's it's enough to where it fills emptiness very well. I, I would agree with that. I uh, I feel like a lot of the music in Animal Crossing has that like real laid back, low key kind of uh, uh, you know nature to it, and I really enjoy the music from the Animal Crossing series. Really about the whole series, I've mm-hmm. enjoyed the music from, and uh, and I, and I think that you know when you're playing the game as long as you are. You, you need that style of music because right. if it was like crazy ridiculous metal it's like oh it's not exact you know not exactly what you are uh, yeah it doesn't match the aesthetic of, yeah. the, of the village and the cr- mm-hmm. cuteness of animals like yeah it's a mm-hmm. very cute song yeah I would I would agree with that so I uh, jobs uh let our listeners know how they can influence the uh turnout for uh, uh these uh music brackets yes go to the legend of retro on facebook and there will be a bracket posted the day this episode comes out typically around noon and you get to vote on which one is the song you enjoy more of the two and that winner goes on and faces another song in the next round and so on and so forth until we have a we'll say fan proclaimed winner of our bracket. And we did this, you know, we've done this a few times. It's something we really enjoy doing and introducing people into. Um, And yeah, just go on there, vote it, share it out. If you want something to win, you get the people to come in and vote for it. Absolutely. Uh, And and that's the, uh, a, big thing too uh chops i'm glad you brought that up was uh you know these are the songs we prefer you know there might be a game you like you know maybe you're like oh man animal crossing is so great i love it yeah but if you like Mega Man x2 better then just over yeah there. it's it's the song that we're shooting for here yep and uh, uh as far as that goes you know i i definitely appreciate everyone you know not only listening to uh our episodes of course but you know jumping on and getting involved with us whether it's through our discord facebook yeah you know, commenting everything. on things yeah. having a discussion we always like to talk about uh these games and every game that we kind of played in our in our backlog you know or anything that you want to bring up that we can talk about we really enjoy spy vs spy all the different remixes of that song that craig loves that's definitely been a conversation that we've had in the discord you should keep on having yeah yeah we should um I also want to promote, though, Craig WK's long plays on YouTube, along with our retro relapses. He's doing the really good work there, voicing all these crazy characters, playing these games that he loves. It's awesome. Yeah, so right now I'm going through Breath of Fire 3, Mm -hmm. uh, but I've previously gone through Ogre Battle 64, uh, Final Fantasy 6, Earthbound, uh, all these games, and uh, it's been a ton of fun, you know, doing all these voices and... uh, 
uh you know it's it's real wacky and stuff but uh but of course you know uh make sure to check out the retro relapses on youtube yep. and, as well as other content as well of course but uh yeah as far as that goes uh the other big thing i wanted to uh, uh drop on our listeners uh laps are is our patreon of course if mm-hmm. you want to be involved and uh, uh help our show out uh you know go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media where you can assist us in uh you know producing more content you can access to bonus episodes depending on the tier you're interested in uh we have uh you know always fun stuff we're playing around with uh on the uh patreon there so you know definitely uh uh jump on and get you know Support us if you're interested. And you can go to GameZillaMedia.com to see our show and all the other shows that we have on the network, as well as access to our Discord there, links to our Patreon, uh, and any support that you can give, we appreciate, whether it's financially or just sharing and talking to us. Yeah, absolutely. Even if it's just the the fact that you loved an episode and you have a friend that also is super into the adventures of Batman and Robin on Please Sega let CD. me know if there's other people out there that like it. It'll just turn out to be chops, but you know what? Yeah, uh, it's okay. Uh, that's all right, too. Uh, uh, you know, so if you have any friends that are into old video gaming and stuff, yeah, spread the word. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, no, I think that's uh, pretty much wraps up our uh, Adventures of Batman and Robin on Sega CD episode. <laughs> oh, I love hearing that coming from your voice. It's great. It's so great. You're welcome. Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. continues.